On today's episode of Titus and Tate, it is a free-for-all Friday. What does that mean? It means whatever Everything. the hell we want it to mean. And nothing. We're going to talk about whatever we mm. want. And if you don't like it, uh, I don't if know. If you can get out. If you can get out. <laughs> uh, I imagine we'll talk a little bit about fan behavior, Tate. This yes. is becoming a the, the hot-button issue in the world of basketball. <laughs> indefinitely is, is back. Indefinitely, we, now we, yes. We don't yes. know what it means. Coach K, as we all famously remember, it yep. only means one game yep. to him indefinitely, but it could mean forever. Because we, spent, it's we spent however many months saying, man, we can't wait to get to you. Like, the NBA was putting out <laughs> PSAs like, we miss you fans. Fans are coming Come back. back. <laughs> we, we can't wait to play in front of you. LeBron, as we remember, uh, what, I, what was that, going into the bubble or going into something where he's like, I'm not playing if he there's not fans. He said he's not going to go to the bubble without fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah like there must I be only fans. Play for the fans. I only play for the fans. Mm-hmm. The fans are the most important thing. Now the fans are back and they've ruined everything. He was so hyped up <laughs> last night. He said MSG is loud A, and then he did the uh, like he was saying ass, but he just said as hell. So he was like that fired up that he, <laughs> he was trying to cussed. bleep ass. That's <laughs> wow. how fired up wow. LeBron was. Wow. So good night. Uh, we're gonna talk about some other <laughs> stuff too, including um, Kofi Coburn's going to the NBA, and uh, he, he he was already in the NBA draft. News broke today. Uh, Thursday morning that he is going to keep his name in the NBA draft. He is going to, mm. to go play professionally. Uh, and and I prepared some notes to, to make the case that Illinois might be the most tortured fan base in all wow. of college basketball. Wow. So uh, Illinois fans, I don't know if that's going to be cathartic for you to listen to me <laughs> make the case for you, or if you just want to avoid this altogether. Yes. I don't know. You're going you're, you're gonna to have to make the decision for yourself, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I've crunched the numbers and yes. it doesn't look good. And and this I just was wanna, the year. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I take blame. It's bad. I pointed to them to be the team, so I take blame. I want to give a big hug to Illinois fans, yes. so I might do that on the show. Uh, we'll see where else we take this thing. Mm. No, nobody knows. It's a free J-Lo? Friday. So. We have to talk J-Lo. about J Maybe, maybe we will. Oh, maybe we goodness. won't. We'll see. All that coming up. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, uh, NBA playoffs still going on. As we know, they're going to be going on for a while. Uh, we, we we joked after we recorded the, uh, the episode on on Tuesday. We were talking about the the start of the playoffs. We were one game into the playoffs. Yes, we joked about what if that's it? What if what if you and I just don't talk about the playoffs <laughs> the rest of the run? We're just like we got all of our takes out. The Clippers are yes. frauds. They still are, by the way. I mean, uh, but the the tough part right now with the Clippers is that you know you see. I even saw Bill do this. He said the series is over. Yeah. And whenever anyone, any pundit says yep. something is over before it's over, yeah. I feel like that the the gods, the sports gods, the basketball gods, whatever thing is working up there, the mysterious powers that be, they make I, things happen. So I, I have a little bit, and Paul George, God God bless him after the game, said he has no concern. Titus, you lose your first two games at home in a yeah. series. No concern level. Yeah, what, I, I don't even know what that means. What is the thought process behind declaring a series over? Like it's, it's it's just for the the content it, I suppose yes. it's just a, you, you're just going there you're like I'm gonna take it there I'm mm-hmm. gonna say this is it but I don't I don't really understand um, I think it's for a like a historical you know especially in Bill's case you know it's historical he wants to put a pin in it to say this is when I knew the series the, was yeah over. when was the I, I guess I was doing this when we were watching NCAA tournament games together <laughs> yeah, when, when Baylor at the under four <laughs> or the under sixteen time out of the first half when Baylor's up on Gonzaga yes, I turned to you and I said over. it's over <laughs> yeah so I mean it's that kind of I thing. guess okay I get it I'm, I'm a hypocrite I'm a hypocrite let's start a new segment it's over is it we over? go back through history and we say this is when it was this over. this is the actually. moment in time mm-hmm. when it was over. Um, the, the the moment in time I'm watching. By the way, we're in the studio. We got a thousand TVs right now, and I'm watching Russell Westbrook, and and they're showing all these fans, and and I'm, we're getting ready to talk about it. But uh, 
is this is this the moment in time fans being back is over? <laughs> That's what it feels like. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Mm. I want to first talk about Kofi Coburn because uh, I Andy Katz came on the show. How how long ago was that? Last week? Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago? Yeah, two I weeks think. ago? Yeah, maybe last week. And he he said it was <laughs> it was surprising to him that Kofi Coburn had not withdrawn his name from the NBA draft yet. And he gave us like a little bit of hope. that he hadn't said he's staying in the yes. draft. He was like, that's weird. Like, there, mm-hmm. it, do you feel like Kofi might actually come like back? Like the tide was changing. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, wow, Andy, I never actually thought about it. But uh, yeah, maybe Kofi Comer might come back. And then this morning, the news breaks uh, that, that he's not. He's not coming back. Kofi Coburn is going to stay in the NBA draft. And Illinois has now lost basically their entire team from last mm-hmm. year, except for Curbelo. And, and Trent Frazier. Like, yeah, those are the two guys. Yeah. And Brad Underwood for now. Mm-hmm. But like, I, honestly, the way it keeps <laughs> going, Brad Underwood. <laughs> who knows? Who do, I, I, Curbelo and, and Trent Frazier might not be back, for all we know. Even though they said they're back, we don't know. <laughs> who knows? At this I'll point tell you right now, Team Frazier's coming back. Coach Frazier okay. also back, so we got two Frazier's in the building. And I was thinking about it because this was this season, if you remember, in in Illinois basketball was so important. To Illinois, this was this was uh, Illinois fans were very vocal. They were very uh, um, uh, maybe annoying, and mm. but in 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 some ways they were but forward they were, facing is probably the yeah, best term. Right? They yes. were very out there. Yeah. Uh, and 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 if you're a neutral observer, you're asking yourself, why is it like what wh- what the hell is going on? Why are they so excited about this? Mm. And the reason is, Tate, that it has been a long time since 2005. The 2005 team, as as you are well aware, goes to the national title game, loses to North Carolina, one of the great all time teams that didn't win a national championship, was yes. undefeated for a long time before they lost to Ohio State. Funny, and, yeah, that, I just now put that together. It's it's well, us. It's us. It was us. We did this. Illinois uh, fans now are skipping it. Yeah, get me out of here. Um. And and this was the this was the best team they would had since 2005. This is the, yes. the first time they've had a legitimate shot at a national title. They have not won a Big Ten title since 2005 either. Mm-hmm. So this was this was the team that could just fix all of that. They had not been to a Sweet 16 since 2005. It, 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 there's a lot of since 2005 going on. Mm-hmm. This team with Io DeSumo, Kofi Coburn, uh, Adam Miller's Illinois Mister Basketball. He's a freshman now, and he's like he he's a a, a, a Chicago recruit. That people are excited about. I think he was from Peoria, actually, but he went to high school in Chicago or something like that. So, you know, you can you can frame it as a Chicago deal, which, like as we know, was always a big thing with with Illinois basketball. They can't get mm. the Chicago recruits. All the stars had aligned. The, the, at, at long last, Illinois basketball was back, and that's why as this season progressed, it became more and more monumental. It felt like as each week went by, yes. The stakes were raised for what this has to be like, and they were this, checking all the boxes. You yeah. know, they were they had the guard play, the backcourt. You know, you had these featured stars. Io was taking the country by storm. We were falling in love with him. The Big Ten was by far the best conference. Yeah, you kept telling me this. Yes, America kept believing this. Yes, it was a Big yes. Ten year. That's what everyone and was saying. Illinois and their in Illinois fans' minds, uh, they they were the best team in the Big Ten all so season. Therefore, so therefore, we're the best team in the basketball. country. Like, yeah, we're mm-hmm. back. Um, and that's why it was so important, like winning the regular season Big Ten title. They did not technically win it, but in their minds, Illinois fans it was said, a wink, wink. We won. We beat yes. the hell there out of Michigan. There was dodging that happened. Yeah, we beat the hell mm-hmm. out of Michigan at Michigan without our best player. Uh, we we won more conference games than Michigan did. How how the hell do we not win the Big Ten title? This doesn't make any sense. We, we're going to take it. Um, and then the Big Ten tournament comes around, and, you're like, and they say, you know what? We'll, we'll prove once and for all that we, that we deserve this. They win the Big Ten tournament. Uh, they get their trophy. And and again, you felt like in the moment, I, I think, that did they celebrate too much? Did we talk about this? It, was like, yes. it felt like, like, why are you so happy to win this? And that's why, though. It's, mm-hmm. it's been a long time since 05, Tate. The Illinois has raised a trophy and been ex- this excited about something. Um, 
So that was it. That that was why this season meant so much. And then they lose to Loyola, as we know, and 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 everything has fallen apart since then. So I just wanted to like take a quick minute and and just give Illinois fans a virtual hug through your mm. your headphones mm. or however you're listening to this, because since since then, since losing to uh, first of all, you lose not just in the second round of the NCAA tournament. They've not been to a Sweet 16 since 2005 tape. Um, it, they were a one seed this year, as you know. This is the first one seed they've had since 2005. They lose to to Loyola in the second round. Uh, Loyola is an in-state program. <laughs> Loyola is in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That sucks. That is that is. Uh, it was a bad matchup, as Andy Katz would say. So it. You don't just lose. You. It's a bad matchup where if they play it, like everyone has to watch that. And as we've said on the show a hundred times since then, if they play that game ten more times, Loyola is probably winning nine of them. Like it, it did not look like an upset at all. It mm-hmm. looked like Loyola was just the better team. And it also showed that Kofi, you know, Kofi Coburn was going to struggle struggle in the next level with you know screen roll defense. Which if you watched the Jazz game last night, you saw that it was all screen and roll. That's all that they were running in that game yeah. basically. So. That also adds, you know, a little bit of intrigue at a, you know, about a week ago, like you said, with Andy Katz, we're thinking, well, maybe Kobe's going to come back, maybe work on that sort of stuff, be the featured player this year, yep. in Illinois, build back some sort of, you know, belief and, and sort of hope in this program. And that was the worst part, because when they won the Big Ten tournament, then it was fully 2005. Yeah, we were all, all everything said this was 05 did they, again. Did they do like a photo shoot where they were, they looked like the, yes. the three headed monster of 05 and they had that. With, and also with the IO took the Kobe picture. Yep, IO took the Kobe picture with the big 10 title trophy and that was i think the moment in time and as we know this was a weird year they didn't get to go back to campus and celebrate yeah so they had to stay in indy yep they're still celebrating and then wait a second now this hungry team that has everything you know to prove and you have everything to lose it was a it was a perfect basketball matchup for the upset and even even if the upset happens it's it sucks it's Mm -hmm. upsets happen in college basketball spoiler alert uh this isn't (laughs) this isn't the end of the world because remember florida Yes, lost Florida to lost to Oral Roberts. My I goodness. mean, it could be worse, Illinois fans. It could be wow. Florida. Wow. It could be Florida. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Illinois loses. The, the, that sucks. But, you know, Io is probably going to go to the NBA. You knew mm-hmm. that. But uh, Brad Underwood's back. Orlando Antigua's back, one of the best recruiters in the country. You still okay. have him on his staff. Yeah. Uh, Kofi might come back. He, he could be. He's certainly going to be preseason All-American. Might be preseason National Player of the Year, depending mm-hmm. on how people feel about Chet Holmgren, Drew Timmy, others. You know, like Kofi would have been one of the five best mm-hmm. players coming into the season. Would, Brad would you Davidson, agree that? yeah, yeah, Brad, that yeah that's probably mm-hmm. that's probably the list. Um, <laughs> you have you have uh, Corbello, Trent Frazier, Adam Miller's coming back. Like, there's there's a lot of reason. Even though we're upset by Loyola, I like the direction of the program. And I, if I'm an Illinois mm-hmm. fan, I come out and I say that sucks. That kind of takes the, okay. the wind out of our sails. But yeah. we're okay. We're, we're focusing on the big picture. We're trying to build this program back. And since then, Tate. Uh, as we said, Adam Miller gets the bag from LSU. He has transferred to LSU. He, he was he wasn't just like their their prized uh, five star recruit. Curbelo uh, ended up being like the the sexy recruit for Illinois mm-hmm. fans, and he, he's back, so they're excited about that. But Adam Miller was Mister Basketball, and Illinois is a state where Mister Basketball matters. Illinois and yep. Indiana, and I don't know the others, but those are the two big ones that carry the cachet of like if we can get the Mister Basketball at our flagship school. New it, York's gonna be upset, deal. so I'll just say New York, so we can give them the credit. But even yeah, the, yeah even that's a little. Even that, I mean, come on. Yeah, come on. Yeah, no, no. 
No, when I think I'm of like Mr. That. Basketball in New York of this generation, I think of like Kyle Anderson, you know, yeah. or Kimball Walker or someone like that, which is, you know. Yeah, but I, but but does but does that have like does Mr. Basketball going to of New York going to Syracuse or St. John's like carry cachet throughout the whole state? I think it it's now Syracuse, an afterthought. Maybe. Like when you find out they were Mr. Basketball, yeah. you're like, oh, great. oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. instead of being yeah. like, I know who Mr. Basketball yeah. is. It, it, like difference. in Indiana, Illinois, if you win Mr. Basketball and you're from a tiny ass farm town, everybody knows, and and you're a three star recruit. But like Indy, if if you're Mr. Basketball in Indiana and Indiana offers you a scholarship, there's no IU fans aren't like, why are we giving this guy a scholarship? He mm -hmm. sucks. He's mm -hmm. a three star recruit. You're saying he's Mr. Basketball. That makes sense. Get him, get him to Bloomington. Same with uh, uh, Illinois, I'd say. So losing Adam Miller hurts for that reason because like Mr. Basketball and, and Chicago recruit that sort of yeah. deal. Yeah, like and keeping our guys in keeping state. our guys in yeah, state. Yeah, all recruiting pitch. Uh, they have now lost literally every single assistant coach on staff. <laughs> all three assistant coaches are gone. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, was it Gentry? Gentry goes to um, mm -hmm. Gonzaga as we anticipated. It was Gentry, right? That's a good. That's I think a good so. Thing. Yeah. Um, uh, they lose the two guys to Kentucky. Of course. Yeah. What? No, I was just going to say, and then I saw, you know, earlier today we had uh, the assistant coaches are out in the media sphere right now, and they're doing the whole pitch about Kentucky last year. They they went from a flagship program. They lose Kenny Payne. So they're trying to put out that assistant coaches are at a premium in college basketball. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get to the $1 million territory so an assistant coach can get paid a million dollars. Who's trying to do this? This is uh, the Florida State assistant coaches. I've seen a lot of... <laughs> I've seen a lot of interviews and they're they're kind of bouncing around and they're putting this out in the ether. I've seen Clemson do this a little bit because at the end of the day, as you know, I mean, I heard one of them say that, you know, Tom Izzo is not, you know, running practice. You know, the assistant coaches are. So wow. we're the ones that are actually very vital um, to these programs. And the whole the whole I think the whole idea behind it is that these assistant coaches get more head coaching opportunities, yeah. you know, so like look at a school. They're successful. They should get head coaching opportunities like, uh, you know, we can go through a ton of assistant coaches that are probably in this pool, but regardless, that's kind of what's happening in college yeah. basketball. These assistant coaches are getting a voice. They're getting a platform and they're trying to make some noise. And that's why Illinois is so fascinating to from the outside looking in, because obviously people were impressed with what Antigua was doing there yeah. and they start poaching. They start poaching. Yeah. And they poach literally every single And everything has been poached. Underwood's mm -hmm. assistance. Uh, and then IO goes to the draft, as which was not... <laughs> surprising at all but then Kofi has now stayed in the draft yes. and that's the state of Illinois basketball uh this year but it's not just this year because because I wanted I wanted to make the case that like the more I thought about it I was like this is so on brand for Illinois and Illinois fans if you're still listening you're not in long and you're like yeah this is mm -hmm. this is a just twist of the knife after twist of the knife and and I'm and if you're not an Illinois fan and you're like I I don't really know much about the the plight of Illinois please explain to me why you believe that they are probably the most tortured fan base in all of college basketball. Mm -hmm. um, number one, in order to be tortured, I I I think tortured means there's some standard of expectation. Like it's not enough to like be north like Northwestern fans would be like we're tortured, dude. Like we we've been to one tournament and you know like mm -hmm. that's that's. But come on, like you know what you're getting yourself into. Your expectations yes. are here, low. Illinois very has low. the bar very high mm -hmm. for good reason because they they are a program that you, like if you hear Illinois basketball, you're like that's one of the best programs in the country. I think that's, of Jerry Colangelo, yeah, the most powerful man yes. in basketball. Yes, that is a, a, a it is a brand that has cachet. Yes, and Illinois fans feel this, they know this. It is a basketball state. They 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 go nuts for basketball, 
And uh, th- this is this is what their plight has been to. So, so in 1989, the Flying Illini make the Final Four, right? Yes. That is Kendall a, Gill. A, everyone remembers yes. this team. Stephen Bardo has been on the program since 1989. Illinois basketball has made one Final Four. It was 2005, as you know. It took <laughs> like a miraculous. I really wish Ben and Jayla were dating in 2005, so when we get to that portion, I can say. And again, it all goes back to 2005. <laughs> um, but yes, 2005. 2005. Illinois it, basketball was king in 2005. 19 and since 1989 <laughs> they made one final four they've had one team good enough to win the national title it was 2005 yes uh oh one team is pretty good but we're, we're focused, they, they've had one team go to the final four it was 2005 it took mm-hmm. a miracle in the lead eight and yes. we, we did a tnt classic <laughs> about it salim stoudemire uh illinois comes back from from down a thousand to to beat arizona miraculously uh to, to keep the final four run alive but even in the end uh that, that was a magical season every illinois fan remembers it and loves mm-hmm. it there is still the part of like the Illinois fans genuinely believe that they were better in North Carolina and that team like for that reason quote unquote underachieved you know mm-hmm. like if you're an Illinois fan you're like yeah it was fun we were undefeated for most of the season it was it was the best team in school history but we should have won the national title like we were not happy to just be there we wanted to win the national title we we were playing the title game in St. Louis which isn't Illinois but it's close enough that like mm-hmm. we had the home court advantage over North Carolina mm-hmm. So it's 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 a weird historical uh, look back if you're an Illinois fan because you're like, yeah, it was awesome, but I'm not going to pretend like that was 100% awesome because like, I mean, we should have won the title. I think you, know? you judge it by the point guards' NBA careers, and Raymond Felton outlasted Darren Williams. You know what I mean? So I think at the end of the day, the right team won 75-7. Uh, <laughs> to 70. that's, not, that's not what that's I'm saying. That's how you judge it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're an Illinois <laughs> fan, you're not a Butler fan. A yes. Butler fans look back on 2010 and 2011, they're excited about and they're being like, dude, we made the it the title game. game. That was yes. tight. Illinois fans feel owed. That's why yes. this year, this was the title that they deserved yes. in 2005. Yes. Uh, they the, As a program, Illinois has the second most shout out to SCBB on Fox for throwing this stat out mm. uh, recently. And I, I, I saw this and took note of it. Illinois is tied with Purdue for the second most NCAA tournament wins Tate of all time of teams that have never won a national championship. They're one win behind Oklahoma. Oklahoma has 43 NCAA tournament wins without a title. Illinois and Purdue both have 42. Um, and the reason so you're, you'd say to me, like what, what makes Illinois stand out with Purdue and Oklahoma? Why, why isn't Oklahoma more tortured than Illinois? Why mm-hmm. isn't Purdue as tortured as Illinois? They are in their, in their respective ways. I would point to Oklahoma, number one, 2016 final four run. Yep. Uh, number two, Oklahoma <laughs> has fortunately lost by 44 uh, lost by a thousand, but you know, you've made it recently. That you was fun. There, yeah. You got there. Yeah. Number two, they've had two <laughs> national players of the year recently. Yes. Buddy healed Trey young, Blake Griffin, Trey young did not win. Oh, that's right. That's well, what I'm saying. Trey should have won. Yeah. The Should've best won. among them, the best Oklahoma <laughs> player they've had recently didn't even win national. He player won our national player. Of the yeah. year, I should say. Yes. So basically like three <laughs> national player of the year caliber players have gone through Oklahoma. So even if you're not winning national titles, mm-hmm. you're still you're like, you made one final four. You're having like these guys that are, are national players. It, it's, it's, it's a fun time to be an Oklahoma fan. And mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, you're not winning national titles, but I mean, Brady Manick played for you guys. That's that's exciting. Who doesn't yeah. love him? Uh, same with Purdue. Purdue has won since since 2005 because that seems to be I can't believe the, he plays again. <laughs> you said that uh, earlier this week and I was like, I was like, what is he talking about Brady Manick? Oh my God, yes, that's right. He, yes. <laughs> he, he is right. our star player. <laughs> uh, we're using 2005 as the cutoff point. So since 2005, Purdue has won three regular season Big Ten titles, Tate. Mm-hmm. They've been to three straight Sweet 16s from 17 to 19. Like Purdue has, uh, th- they beat the snot out of Indiana every time they play. Again, like it's not, don't hang a banner. I mean, Purdue might because Purdue like is so desperate to hang something in Mac Arena. They <laughs> might hang a banner. But uh, 
you know, th- there's something. There's best so- bathrooms in the Big yeah, Ten. Yeah, be- be- best yes. bathrooms. Hang the banner. If you're a Purdue fan, you have something, and you're like, yeah, this mm-hmm. is great. We're, we're, we're winning trophies. We're no Joe Eastern beating. played here. <laughs> <laughs> Again, there are reasons to, to, to be excited. Illinois has won zero mm. Big Ten titles regular season since 2005. Wow. They have been to zero Sweet 16 since 2005. Uh, the, the, there, there's kind of been nothing except like these these moments in time that you get excited about, which is like Iodesumo announcing he's going to come back coming into last year. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, is this our time? Mm-hmm. And that's why they thought it was going to be their time. Uh, from 1989 to 2005, also Tate, um, which is the uh, I, I'm using that run because one, it's Final Four to Final Four, but it's also the 16 years up until 2005. Illinois had six McDonald's All Americans commit and and play for the Illini. In the 16 years since, so 05 to now 2021, they've mm-hmm. had one. It was uh, Jeremy Richmond, who who showed up in 2010, was a one-and-done yeah. guy who went undrafted, yeah. never played a second in the NBA, and has been in legal trouble ever since. Mm-hmm. So that's a very sad story. Yeah. yeah, that's the stat. That's like where that's the that's the caliber of recruit they're pulling in. Meanwhile, you mentioned that we we were talking about this. Uh, Myers uh, Leonard wasn't a McDonald's All American. He was not. That's shocking. He was not. That was My, like, that's actually way, disrespectful. I mean, Think, speaking of that, like going back to the Oklahoma guys, like like if you're an Oklahoma fan, you I have, feel like Mason Plum, Plumley got it over him actually. Probably, yeah. If you're an we'll Oklahoma fan, back. you at least have like you can throw on the NBA game and be like Buddy Hield, mm. that's cool. Blake Griffin's on the Nets; he's not the same player he was, but like he might win a title. That's cool. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna take some ownership as an Oklahoma fan. Trey Young is shushing Madison yeah. Square Garden. That's cool. All of this is cool. If you're an Illinois fan, you're like Kendrick Nunn went here before he transferred to Oakland. Yeah. And You're like Darren Williams had the first super team yeah, in Brooklyn. Yeah, and he's no longer in the league. And Myers Leonard, uh, what the he's he's still in the league, right? Like that's what you say. Yeah, not, and that's it. That's really all you got. Yes. <laughs> um, but this is the last point I wanted. I know it's not. I have more. But uh, this is one of the the the, the big point that stood out to me because uh, th- this is the real twist of the knife is that since 2005 there have been four national players of the year from Illinois that did not go to national to, that did not go to Illinois. Mm. Evan Turner in 09, Anthony Davis in 2012, Frank Kaminsky in 2015, Jalen Brunson in 2016. All these guys are from Illinois, Tate. None mm-hmm. of them went to Illinois. They went somewhere else. They win National Player of the Year. Cliff Alexander in 2014 happens. 2007. Uh, th- this is all since 05. 2007, Illinois loses their mascot, which they probably did for, you know, it's probably the right move, but still, like, th- th- it's just, that that's the state of the program. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to point this out. I wanted to call attention to this. Illinois fans, I'm sorry. Yes. Cheer for Kofi in the NBA. I mean, even Maybe, like Lovey Smith being there, you thought would have some more cachet yeah. with the football program. Yeah, it didn't. So, who was that quarterback that I love? Shielhaas at one oh, time? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like they've had their moments where, like, even McCamey, that era, you know, you were kind of remembered it, and you were like, "Oh, Illinois, here's a little." Something yeah, they got here. dicked by uh, Miami, I think, in yes. the second round of yes. the tournament that year. Yeah, yeah, um, one, one of those years. They've yeah. had these bright spots or these moments, like you but said, they have, but they're in not time. bright spots. They're not. That's yes. what I was gonna. That's what There's I want to point out. Slivers of hope, and because again, that's that's interesting because I think that like if you're not paying any attention, you would think that Illinois had some bright spots, and what that's what I guess what I want to accomplish today was to point out. They no, not. they have not. Okay. There really have been not, not very many bright spots at all, in fact. Free for uh, all Friday. Yeah, Illinois, so, we apologize. Uh, Kofi is going to the NBA or he's going to the draft. I don't know. I love the backcourt. I, I don't year. know what. Uh, <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> love the backcourt. Second don't team all bigs in. I think don't both of them. Oh, man. I, I think Iowa's going to be good in the NBA, though. I think so. He'll, he'll have a good size. NBA career. Kofi, yeah. I, I'm worried about, but... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's one of those things with the NBA where you watch guys in college and you're like, I don't see it. And then you watch them play in the NBA and you're like, 
this is this, not it who all I clicks. watch. Yeah. And then there's some guys that you watch in college that you expect that maybe you know make that same. Right. And then you watch them like James Young. As much as you know, like that was made fun of. You know, I thought James Young at least would be able to have some. PJ Hairston yep. is another guy. Yep. I'm like, he's gonna find a way to stay in the. You know, to be able to play and be on a team, but. I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't I mean, translate. for God's sake, Joel Embiid uh, has has become so like he was great in college. But uh, if if I'm if I'm trying to make a case for Kofi Coburn lasting in the NBA, I look at like Joel Embiid. And I'm not saying Kofi's even going to come close to being as good as him, but Joel Embiid couldn't like. He was Kim Elijah on two point oh. He was so he, he was so much more mobile that like I, I can I can feel people losing their mind that I'm trying to compare the two. Uh, Joel Embiid, like he wasn't stepping out and shooting threes. He wasn't no. like he wasn't doing it. Wasn't, no. He was the very much skill, a like just get the on the skill block. level that he is, like yes. how much he has yes. grown That's into a I'm basketball saying. player is insane. I'm and saying he, he already had the touch and those types of things, of course, the footwork, but like it's gone to an exponential level where he is going to be if mm. he's on, he's almost unstoppable. And there's a chance that he could be revered in that same light as an Elijah Wan or, you know, this yeah. goes on to those big guys. But I, I was using him, yeah, as a guy that like just suddenly you just like actually practice skill. And you're, you're, yeah. instead of saying like go sit on the block and just make post moves, which Joel Embiid was awesome at that. I, mm. I should, still he, is. He was he's awesome in Kansas at a, yeah, but um, the Sixers are unstoppable the, at every level of the post the high post, mid post, and the low post. Unstoppable with different guys, mm -hmm. with Tobias, with mm -hmm. Ben, and with Joel. Mm -hmm. That's why I love them so much, mm -hmm. and I have a great time watching them. And I'm so glad they played so well in Game Two. I needed a definitive <laughs> okay. game because the Eastern Conference. I know we're getting off subject, but it's free for all Friday. The Eastern Conference to me, there's three teams that are really trying to assert themselves as the best. I think it's the Nets, obviously, as we all know, the favorites to win yeah. it all. The Bucks have done that. I believe they've gotten over something with this Miami Heat team. We'll see how they look in Miami, but right now I feel good about it. And then I think the Sixers are obviously the one seed, and they needed to show people that hey, we're not worried about you know this yeah. pesky. You know, I think the best team that the, that those three teams are playing right now is obviously the Wizards. They're the hottest team. Best player is Beal, and they've you know they've handled it well. All so right. those three teams are. Kind of, they got my attention. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yeah. And that, the Eastern Conference, as much as everyone talk, wants to talk about the West, I am fascinated to see who is going to kind of rise because the Nets think it's them and it has yeah. to be them yeah. and they're destined. Yeah. And Giannis thinks he's destined and the Sixers are kind of due. You it know feels like mean? a lot of college basketball themes where it's, yeah, there are a lot of teams of destiny, but yes. there can only be one. Yeah. There can only be one. The like Big Ten, Illinois the going big, to this tournament, they were the yeah. team of destiny. The Big Ten had to win the title. Yes. Gonzaga had to win the title. Yes. None of them did. And then <laughs> Baylor, Baylor had to win a title too. Baylor we also just kind had, of forgot yeah. that they had to win a title. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we have to win a That's title. That's right. I forgot Gonzaga's program folded because they didn't win the title this year. And they had to win it. They, they had to. And they they had it. to. And they did. Uh, go oh. Completing my thought on Kofi. Because yeah, I, 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 <laughs> sorry. I, 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 I was doing a poor job because I'm not saying that, that Joel Embiid, I don't know. Joel Embiid was not Kofi. What I'm no. saying is, as you were pointing out, is like when guys do go pro, they they you never know because yes. you, like Kobe Coburn to me does have cement blocks for feet and is going to struggle to to move his feet and probably that's going to be the case perfect but I don't know mm -hmm. get him with Drew Hanlon for two summers and he's shooting left-handed floaters yeah and suddenly you look up in five years and Kobe Coburn's jab stepping <laughs> hitting threes fading yeah. away and like that's how that's how it works now with guys so it, like you can't take the college. <laughs> version of a guy and say that's that's not going to translate same with Luca Garza for God's sakes like yes. what if Luca Garza no, nah, probably not. But maybe I don't know. Maybe that's the point. You don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't know. I would love if Luca Garza proved everyone wrong. You know yeah. what I mean? It does feel too. like Luca yeah. Garza is going to be like the fifty fifth, fifty sixth pick in the draft. Yeah, and then hopefully be able to catch on somewhere. We'll see him at summer league. That's for mm -hmm. sure.
And that's what really matters. Same kind of with Anthony Davis, by the way. I know he was he was a, he was obviously yeah. the greatest one the one and done season in the history of college basketball. But the, what he averaged like twelve points a game. I mean, Kentucky, even the he like never game. shot. He yeah. never did. He just yeah. dunked. That's all he ever did. And mm-hmm. now you watch him. He he's automatic from like fifteen feet, hitting fadeaways over dudes and stuff. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it really is. It really is. That's the NBA. Uh, anyway, have, have I done enough? Have I made the case that that Illinois, I don't know. I just kind of, I, I was. I feel bad for Illinois fans because it is true because uh, even Jeffrey Jordan, like Michael Jordan's first son, went yeah. to Illinois to play basketball. North Carolina says, you know, there, there's no room here for you. Michael Jordan's very upset. He kind of distanced himself from the program and says, I'm going to take up Illinois. I'm going to be around Illinois. I'm going to be locked in with Jeffrey. They don't play Jeffrey. Yeah. He ends up transferring mm-hmm. to Central yeah. Florida yeah. where Marcus, the youngest brother, is playing, and then Illinois loses Jordan. Yeah. And just think, like, if they had just said, hey, Jeffrey, you're going to play about 10, 12 minutes a game, and Marcus, you're also going to get a scholarship to play here, they have Michael Jordan forever, maybe. Yeah. So you also lost Jordan. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's I, my final I'm point. sorry, Illinois fans. I didn't mean to. Uh, yeah, I, we're, we're here for you. I it, it was. We will put out propaganda. As I said, I love the backcourt uh, next year. Uh, it's Carbello, Frazier. Yeah. I, I just want them to figure like I just want to wake I just want like a month to go by where mm-hmm. I don't wake up and like check Twitter or like check college basketball news and see that Illinois like lost something or someone or recruit has flipped or yes you know I just want I I want good things to happen on wood. yeah yeah so anyway that's that's it that's I'm done I'm done I'm done that making was a good that soapbox case. yeah yeah. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work, too. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save today. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com. That's Geico.com. It is with great shame that I admit that I am no longer a homeowner. It is a uh, uh, something that I have to look in the mirror all the time and 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 hate myself for it. But once upon a time, I had a house in Ohio, and the biggest struggle when I had a house tape was the lawn care. You, yeah. you, you you have to keep up with the Joneses. It is not just like a a situation where you feel the the external pressure. It's a real life thing. At your core, you feel like less of a man if your lawn is not in shape. But, but where do you start, Tate? Because there's so many products. There's so much going on. You go you go into your your hardware store. You're like, I help me with my lawn. You got yeah, people working there. They have no idea what the hell they're talking about. They're giving you all sorts of chemicals to throw on that thing. This is what Sunday is for. It is for all of you listening. We, I, I imagine we have a lot of people that own homes, a lot of younger dudes out there. You, you, you got your first house. You're, you're trying to figure out how to take care of your lawn. You don't know where to start. Use Sunday. Sunday uses soil and climate data to create a tailored nutrient plan so you get all the stuff your lawn needs and nothing it doesn't. Sunday is made with ingredients that you can actually pronounce like seaweed, iron, and molasses so you can grow better. Ooh, molasses. Put a little molasses on your iron. How about that? See, that's you're not getting that advice. You go into one of these hardware stores. So you can grow better and feel better about it. Sunday explains exactly what you, you get and why, and everything is waiting at your door when you need it. All you have to do is attach the ready-to-use pouch to a garden hose and spray. Lawn care used to take up your whole day. Now it takes less than 15 minutes. Best of all, this stuff really works and your grass will look better than ever. Let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this spring. Visit GetSunday.com slash Titus and Tate to get $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout. That's $20 off your custom lawn plan at GetSunday.com slash Titus and Tate. Moving on. What, what else? What do you want to talk about? Well, let's talk about an Illinois recruit who did not go to <laughs> Illinois, and that is <laughs> Derek Rose. Uh, Moving on. Let's talk about more. <laughs> 
I just wanted to say, uh, you know, the New York Knickerbockers, they they went into this series with a lot of confidence, you know, yeah. with a lot of uh, cachet, with a lot of desire for greatness. Yeah. And also, as we talked about in our last episode, a lot of room for pressure. And Spike Lee's in the building. He's hitting Julius Randle in the chest. He's saying, put this team on your back, yeah. young man. New York is on your back. We're all watching. We're all pulling for you. Julius Randle says... Wait a second. Uh, I what? Hold up. <laughs> Stop. Pause. And luckily, the New York Knicks have a true All Star, an MVP on this team. His mm. name is Derrick Rose. I asked Thibodeau to start Derrick Rose. He said he couldn't do it in the first half. Alfred Payton, for some reason, I don't know if it's mental or what. It must be mental. He has to start the game. But the second half, Derrick Rose started, and the New York Knicks started to climb up. And then history, in my opinion, was made. The first playoff win in eight years. I yep. don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know how the comeback happened, but it was all Will. It was all the building. It was all the crowd. I mean, we'll talk about the spitting incident yep. later because that was not a part of this. That was separate. Totally yep. separate. Totally separate. Uh, we've heard that it. Alfred Payton was the one who did spit on Trey Young. <laughs> so maybe Derek will start from the start of the game, but who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, but in general, the fact that uh, Taj Gibson after the game was beautiful about it. He was just like, I, I feel like I'm living in some magnificent moment. And I don't want to like talk about it and make it taboo. But the fact that Derrick Rose, I mean, he was basically ran out of town in New York four years ago. And now he's back and just won their first playoff game. And he is by far their best player. Let's this just is the be power, honest about it. And it was great. This is the power of Madison Square Garden and New York media. And no, that, this, that, this, this is the power of Derrick Rose. You know what I mean? I'm all in for D Rose. Remember that commercial when that came? I've been all in since then. And I've been waiting for Derek to at least have the that stage. Taj Gibson is calling this like a magical mo that you're a four seed that you 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 even a series a first round series one to one just for Derek one. just oh, for Derek okay. not even about the Knicks winning look the Knicks but winning is secondary whole. to the Derek Rose I cannot believe that Derek like if if Derek's career ended where he was the one MVP to not get in the Hall of Fame that would yeah. have been like a gut punch to everything that he did because he was unbelievable. And the fact that he's been able to reinvent himself and now come back and be a star in New York, which means the media machine is going to get him in the, the Hall media of machine fame, is that's, that is magical. That's what I'm happy. It about, is so. unbelievable that the Knicks win one playoff game. And I, it's yeah. been eight years. And first of all, eight years is not that long. Not that time. long. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it is not, it, they need to figure out like the days. You know what I mean? They need, they need to say how many days it's been because yeah. that sounds a lot, you know, more extreme. Eight years doesn't eight sound Eight years that doesn't bad. really sound that long, to be honest. And poor with you. Carmelo, by the way. As all this is happening, people were saying Julius Randle is the greatest Nick ever. Yeah. Uh, Derrick Rose wins this playoff game. People were saying, like, put his jersey in the rafters. Carmelo, you know, Spent how eight, how many nine years there, and was you know getting the four mm -hmm. seed and <laughs> losing in the first round. He's like, I've won a playoff game in the first round before, and they're like, Yeah, eight years ago. <laughs> Get it out of here. Forgot about it. This is the 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 joy of the New York media machine is that yeah you've what have you done for me lately? They've convinced everybody that winning one game is is uh because if this I was could see the Hawks winning this series in five, but I just want to say for that moment in time. The Knicks winning a game was magical. If this was happening in Minnesota, if the Minnesota Timberwolves... They're not won, playing an MSG. If they win one game and the fans spill out of the arena and they're mm. on the subway chain. I mean, that, that was, I mean, to, to be honest with you... <laughs> everyone, everyone else around the country would be like, these fans there's are... Two, there's there's two, there's real Knicks fans and then there's cloud chasers. <laughs> and we all know the cloud chasers. And they are the ones that are spitting on Trey Young. They're yep. the one that are out outside of MSG. We want Brooklyn. Like, we, like, they just won the title. You're like, what is happening? Uh, but that is what it is. I mean, I'm happy that those people like care about basketball, you know, and I yeah. say that as I roll my eyes. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was great to see a real basketball roster because RJ Barrett, 
I mean, no offense. Like Reggie Bullock took your spot. You know what I mean? In the crunch time lineup. So get him out of here. You got Derrick Rose. You got Reggie Bullock. Mm-hmm. You got Alec Burks. You got Todd Gibson. And you got Julius Randle. And that's your real five in New York. That's the five that could potentially win the series. I don't know if they're going to play. They're those not going to win the series. That five could win the series. <laughs> that's my five. I'm riding with that five. I'm riding with that five. I know it sounds crazy, but I love Taj Gibson. I obviously love Derrick Rose. I've always think I've always thought Alec Burke since Colorado was a star. You're drinking the media machine. No, I'm too. not. Like you I'm did. not. I'm. You know what? I'm drinking the Tibbs machine. Okay. I, if this, if if Tom Thibodeau was coaching anyone but the Boston Celtics and doing this with these t- with these players, yeah. I would be hyped. Like if this was happening on the Bulls right now, I would be even more hyped because it would be Jordan's team, D Rose's team. I would be on fire. I would be on fire if it was Chicago. But I'm happy that like real bad because Tibbs knows real basketball, cares about yep, real basketball. Yep. So does Derrick Rose, and so does New York. In you know, in theory. So I just can't. Like, it just the, feels good. It, it feels good, Titus. I'm fired. It up. It feels good. They they won a game. The Hawks, <laughs> uh, like even though the Hawks lost game two, I I came away from that thing. And the, the Hawks, Hawks are, seem like they're, they're much better team. Better team. Yes. <laughs> they're a much better team. Yes. But yes. that's okay. It's okay. Uh, Derek Rose is. Uh, do you think he's tired? Yes. Do you think he's worn down? Because no, I, I got that. Feel, I saw him in the post game press conference, or not in the post game. He was like on the court, whatever you call that, the the stand up where he's just sitting there and they throw the headset on him. And boy, that guy looked like that it's, guy. Looked it's what like I told you last episode, which is he had to decide to be the star of the team because yeah. Julius is not the star. He's the most mm-hmm. improved. Mm-hmm. You know, he, mm-hmm. he's not the star though. There's only one star on the team. And, and maybe two, maybe it's Alec Burks, but it's Derrick Rose, and and that is who has. And I don't think he wanted to shoulder that burden necessarily. I think doing the post game press conference is not where Derrick Rose wants to be in his career. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Like you know what I mean? Like he's like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, you know, I just I'm wanted, here so I don't just get so I don't get fined. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? I just wanted to do fill in duty and just like hit, yes. hit a few shots and make yes. a few plays here. I, I want to be mentoring someone yeah. that's yeah. going to be great like quickly, yeah. but he's not ready. Yeah. And Julius isn't ready. I am. I've been there, so I got to yeah. do it. Boy, it, it, it is something that that because I'm with you. I'm you're, I'm watching it. And That's I'm like, greatness. What a, That's greatness. What a, what a great story. What a great scene in, in New York. <laughs> what a I can't believe the that that the Knicks are in the Eastern Conference Finals and mm-hmm. are wait wait what? They're, this is the first round. <laughs> oh wait, what? Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you do you do the test of like yes. if this was going on uh, in Detroit and the Pistons were. The, I mean, the Pistons fans were losing their minds. Yes. They're like, it's yes. been, but you have to understand, it's been eight years since we've won I mean, a playoff even game. If Lakers like, what? Fans, That's not even, even that if long. Lakers yeah, fans yeah. are doing this, people would say that they're being, but for obnoxious. some reason it works. Yeah. Like it all, it all, like, I don't know. Cause I, I, I watch it and I'm like, yeah, this is a cool story. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's the story that you haven't won a playoff game in eight years? Like, what? <laughs> Get in line. Story? You know how many, <laughs> Seattle doesn't have a team, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, Seattle had their team stolen. And New York fans are like, it's been eight years. Yeah, please, basketball gods, bless us. Yeah, I was like, we don't even have a team. They're coming oh, back. Man. They're coming back. Speaking of fans and reactions, uh, oh, should man. we should we go through this a little bit yeah, of like what this is the 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 topic of the day and in, in the NBA is the the fan behavior because it just kind of <laughs> all coalesced where there were three big stories going on at. At pretty much the exact same time. Number one, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook gets popcorn poured dumped on him, dumped on him, yeah, just dumped Philly. all over him. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Trey Young gets spit on. <laughs> he did my favorite. I'm good. Just let me go. I just want yeah. to talk to him. I yeah, just want to talk. You just want to talk. I just want to talk to him. Just, just let me go t- for a second. Just <laughs> <laughs> see what you let him go. <laughs> I've always felt like in those types of moments, like you just have you have to just let them go a little bit, you know, to see how like hard they want to go. Because a lot of people, yeah. want to, I think Russell Westbrook would have climbed 
up there for real. I think I think I, I'm with you. You like, let him go. You don't let him like wail on the guy. Yeah. But you let him go just to a see. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like to to mess with that guy because he deserves to be freaked out right, too. Right. If Russell Westbrook pulls himself up there yes. and is staring at you. It's a it's, different show. It, yeah, suddenly, yeah. And, then, I, I, and, and I don't think Russ Westbrook's going to do anything malicious. I think he literally will say something to him and then probably just jump back well, down. But I was, heard I heard Barkley make the case that you, that players should be able to punch one fan. One fan. He said that back game. in the nineties. Yeah, he said like, every game, everybody should be able to punch one fan. <laughs> As more time passes, Ron Artest <laughs> and Stephen Jackson are the, their legacy of the Malice yeah. of the Palace is becoming. Better and better. I mean, like, it yeah, is true though. Like, it. if you yeah. think that you can just throw shots and like it's all going to be good and gravy, and you're and you're saying hurtful things that you yeah. would never say on the street, you have to understand that there is a level of you know that 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 wall can be broken, as we've seen with right. you know, meta our test. I mean, the, the the wall was broken. The wall was broken, <laughs> and 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 Jermaine O'Neal almost killed a guy if he doesn't slip. Yes. A, uh, oh man. So so uh, you get uh, uh, Russell Westbrook with the popcorn. You get Trey Young getting spit on, mm-hmm. um, and then also the Trey Young chance, which I want to talk to you about here in a second. Uh, and then thirdly, Kyrie is preemptively talking about the crowd in Boston yes, and the, the reaction racism. he's going to get yes. in Boston and. Mm-hmm. The racism, but Danny Ainge, I, Danny Ainge did come out and say that racism doesn't exist in Boston. So I don't know what Kyrie's talking about. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Danny Ainge said, Danny Ainge assured me that in this 26 years, he has never once experienced. And, and Gordon Hayward <laughs> somehow in Charlotte tweeted, "Yes, Danny yes. is correct. I've never <laughs> seen it." Uh, Robert so, Parrish and Bill Russell. If you want to have like an actual education about some of the things that have happened with the franchise and Boston and basketball, yeah. no, we don't. But we don't want to do that. Yeah, but we, we don't want to do just, that. We'd rather uh, just say Danny Ainge said it's okay. So it's just not. <laughs> what's the problem here? I mean, honestly, I give it, Kyrie. It works the media, and I think it's smart of him to get ahead of it because now he is basically assured that no one can say anything like that. Right, right, you know what I mean? dude. It was like <laughs> God, it, it was five D chess. Yeah. Like now, if Boston fans if you boo do, him, do anything, like he's got you. He's, he's like. Joe. I love Joe's coming. I think it's a good play. Uh, but but <laughs> in light of all of these things, uh, meanwhile, by the way, mm. aside from basketball, uh, the there was a fight in the, the Dodgers Astros game in Houston. I, didn't I think see it was this. yesterday, something like wow. this week. Uh, not too long ago, there was a there was a fight uh, with a bunch of women actually of uh, the White Sox Cardinals game. A bunch of women were wailing on each other in the love to see in, the, in the stands. And so I wanted to just have a broader discussion about about fights about, fans. about fans being about back fans, because yeah. it is funny that we've spent all this time talking about the difference of sporting <laughs> events with no fans. fans. Yeah, and 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 honest to God, leagues were putting out PSAs like yes. we cannot wait to have you guys Please. back. Mm-hmm. We need fans. Fans are the heartbeat of what we do. Yes. We can't wait to have you. And then the moment the fans are coming back, I mean, we, we called it it's out uh, the Big Ten tournament when mm-hmm. we, finally there's there's fans in college. But like it felt like there was a little bit of an atmosphere as we we're watching the Big Ten tournament and Indiana fans go to Lucas Oil Stadium and Archie Miller comes out of the tunnel and they just boo the shit out of him. <laughs> I was like, this is so funny. Finally, our opportunity to voice our you've waited all this time to get back, and and you thought like there'd be some kumbaya moment of like, oh my god, I've been waiting just to like have a hot dog at a Mm -hmm. game, and and God, it'd be so good, and I I won't complain about anything ever again. And we're finding that that's the exact opposite. And there are a lot of people that at the moment they get back in the seats, old habits die hard, 
and they're spitting on people and throwing popcorn and all of that. And I, Here, here's yeah. my pitch to the NBA or to someone that's funny. Maybe we do this, but we should make a PSA for all those fans that were at home during the pandemic. And it's them sitting in their room and they're watching on TV and Russell Westbrook, like, you know, does a dunk and mean mugs and look at the crowd. And yeah. that guy dumps popcorn over his television. You know, he's like been practicing. He's like, I cannot yes, wait, I can't wait until <laughs> I get, you know, and then this guy's at home. He's watching Trey Young. He's just spitting on the ground. <laughs> It's a Rocky montage. (laughs) (laughs) They've been waiting for this moment. You know, it's the one moment that they can do this. I mean, in general, I I saw John Collins, you know, shout out to John the Badness. He's like, I don't understand it. Why do you come to a basketball game? And this is like how you act and how you behave. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people are there for the atmosphere of it all and they're just going to act out and act wild because it's but, it's it, you when you're a fan and yes. uh i've never done hooligan behavior i've i've booed guys or yes. that's probably the extent i've ever taken it and i I've, had a tennessee I've, fan i can't remember throw a yeah. beer bottle at me from the top uh, at the music city bowl in 2010 uh dodged it but then also my mom was like wow yeah. these tennessee fans are something else yeah. you know what i mean that but like that's it's like that could have been murder <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like could have been me. Could have been me. I've like, been to a game before. Could <laughs> um, that's fan behavior at times. I, I I've never been uh, to my. I'm trying to think of like what my worst moment as a fan where I crossed. I don't. I'm, I'm certainly never like thrown stuff on the field. No, or, no, no. But there's definitely a a feeling, uh, especially when I was younger and dumber and didn't really like think through this stuff. Of like you go to a game and you there's there's a feeling that there's like an invisible wall. Yes. And, and it's a one way street of like exactly I, I go this way but it never comes back this uh-huh. way. Uh-huh. And that's what I that's why the you wall let, can be broken. That's why you let Russell Westbrook climb up there. Just to like not to punch him, not mm-hmm. to I, I don't think you let yes. that happen. But yes. you let the guy know yes. it can come back. Mm-hmm. It's not a one way street. Mm-hmm. It can get to give and take. Yeah. Um but one thing I'm confused about, though, is is the the Knicks have come out and said that the the guy who spit on Trey Young is banned indefinitely, indefinitely. As, as we said at the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Philly has banned from the Wells Fargo Arena the the fan that that poured popcorn indefinitely. Indefinitely. How do you ban people from arenas? Because I, I was trying to work through the logistics of that. Because that that's like the the reaction that everybody had when they saw this stuff. It was like ban them for life. Like I saw KD even tweeted. It was like mm-hmm. it's all fun and games, so you get banned for life. And and like that is I I don't disagree. I think like if you spit on somebody, you should probably be banned for life. Yeah, probably arena. banned for life. But yeah. also, how do you enforce that? That was that was a worry that I especially had, especially like, because these aren't season ticket holders. These yeah. are guys that you know bought tickets from Ticketmaster or you know some random person on the street. And then they get into the building. And then I was thinking to myself, is it facial recognition? Is it like we have the picture of the person? Well, I was going to say. Then do you go incognito? Do they get back in and do they brag about it? Do they have like a moment in time where they're like, on, you know, whatever, yeah. TikTok or whatever the hell. And they're like, I'm back in this. And <laughs> yeah, dude, the that's, that's exactly going to happen. I, that's what I'm terrified that of. Is, I mean, that's an old Seinfeld bit about like the wanted posters. And it's yeah. like, it looks like you're that's good. You put up a picture of a guy that says wanted. But you look at the picture, you look around. And if the guy. Guy's not there. You're like, all right, I did my part. Like that's that's as far as the one. Like that's how I feel about the ban for life. It's like you're gonna take this guy's picture and show all your security yeah. guards and be like, yeah. do not let this guy in the uh-huh. arena. And like they're gonna look at it for three seconds, try to memorize it, and then yeah. like ten minutes later, they're gonna completely forget that guy's face. And I don't know how they're gonna enforce that. I don't know, but I'm, I as you maybe, said, maybe maybe the name is blocked when you try to buy a ticket. You know what I mean? Like if you're on any sort of web. But then again, what stops you from going outside and just buying a ticket from? You that's know, what I mean. Yeah, anybody. I don't. I don't 
Yeah, and or just doing yeah, a Bobby anyone's scalping tickets, putting they can a, just, a mustache yeah. on and and showing. Back. I don't know. It's it's. But I, I like the gesture nonetheless. I like I like putting out the statement, banned indefinitely. Get him mm-hmm. out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, the other reaction I saw that was confusing to me was uh, I I saw a lot of people rushing to Russell Westbrook's defense, um, and saying I don't like. Th- there's a lot of like I don't know how you can hate this guy, um, wh- why I, I don't get it. And and what what was confusing to me was like I, I don't understand. Do, is is this something that happens that like people hate Russell Westbrook? Yes. That, that it is okay. I was. I, I mean, was to, I, like, let's just be honest. Every player in the NBA, everyone hates them. Yeah, that's because true. every player that's on the NBA just has people that are just talking shit about them all the time, unless they're doing heroic things. And even in that moment, you know, Dame Lillard one week is the MVP of the league, and the next week he's a bum and can't lead the Portland Trouble. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and that I just works saw, for everybody. I just saw a lot of like straw men being Russell attacked. Russell Westbrook like, is his own entity because he is the triple double god. So there's like a group of people that are like he is the goat because he has triple doubles. And there's a group of people that think he's a stat patter. You know, he has yeah. that whole contingency. Then there's a group of I hope the majority of us that are just like I'm pretty amazed by Russell Westbrook, but also at times I'm happy when he takes a long jump shot, you know, yeah. as the other team. As someone I, who's pulling for the Sixers, I'm like I'll let Westbrook have that shot, you know. And that, but like that that comes to the territory also he's gonna have 30 12 and 12 and be amazing so yeah I, I I saw a lot of uh I don't know how you can hate this guy all he does is play his ass off and and that and that I thought who true. hates it and so that maybe they were talking about the guy pouring the popcorn that like they think he hates Russell Westbrook which I don't think that was the case I think no. like you're giving that guy too much credit that he you know he 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 was again like he was scheming at home for the last month that like when I see Russell Westbrook I'm, I'm dumping dumping the, the popcorn. Popcorn. it was yeah. it was just an instinctive like that dude's not on my team yeah <laughs> Here's some popcorn. Like, I mean, I the think worst part about it was that he was hurt. It's not like he was, you know, yeah. you know, that was the other. Le- but then the good part, if you're a Wizards fan, was he didn't seem that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now before the game, Bradley, <laughs> he, he snapped back real quick. I was like, all right, that ankle's looking good. Russell Westbrook is questionable, and then like Brad Beal just comes over and pours popcorn on him, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, he's gonna play now. That, that was the secret. That's the secret stuff to get Russell Westbrook. To. Uh, no, it is. Uh, it, it it's. It, I'm I'm going to uh uh put put me on the side that everyone else is on that this is bad uh-huh. don't do this fans right that, uh I I don't mean to be having an argument that doesn't really exist because I feel like that's kind of happening too where people are I, like no one thinks that this is good so we don't really need to yell at each I other mean, that like this it, is bad that fans are yeah doing this. and if you saw someone on the street spit on someone you would be like you're banned for life you wouldn't even know what that <laughs> means you know what, <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> you don't know how you can enforce it but you're just kind of like you're the worst like you're banned for life you know if I saw someone just walk up to you and just dump popcorn on you, you I would say I mean I'm not sure you're banned for life but I'm also like. Uh, Screw you! Get away from me! Don't ever come back here. Actually, never mind. You're banned for life. So, do you again, know how do we enforce it? We don't know. But uh, do you know anybody that's ever been banned from anything? Mm-hmm. Uh, that I'm trying to think of like if I know any friends that have been banned from bars or something. I know for I had friends that were banned from the managers game, the Duke North Carolina managers oh, really? game because <laughs> uh, we basically incited a fight one year between Ryan Kelly's brother. Uh, so we oh, were that's ba- right. We were that's banned. right. We were banned the next year, um, but. <laughs> Worth it, hundred percent worth it. Did you sneak in? <laughs> no, I mean I I wasn't banned. You know, oh, you I, mean? were I was still oh, media, yeah, so I got yeah. to go. But you know, other people, the um, the people that helped, you know, with me incite the riot, they yeah. were they were yeah. not there. Um, anything else we got to talk about? I mean, should we talk about John Moran quickly? Because I we can, I, yeah, yeah. yeah I just do. wanted to. Uh, first of all, this series is fascinating because we've been trying to find out who the Duke of the NBA is. Of course, the Lakers are the new Duke, but I think the Jazz are the old Duke. 
and, uh. and very drive and kick oriented, very, you know, theatrical is probably the best word I could use at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a, a scorer who's like a shot maker. That's very Mike Conley. I love Mike. I love Mike. But I'm Mike, talk- Mike's the Mike's the shot maker. He's a shot maker. Yeah. But I'm talking about yeah. Donovan Mitchell. Okay. That like when he makes a shot, he's very old. JJ was in college, which is like give me that. Like I'm 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 out here. I'm doing. We were, this. We were early on this. The Donovan Mitchell. Uh, we we saw him in summer league, yeah. and he was giving off the uh, uh, I I want to be seen vibes. Like, yes, h- hardcore. He he was like he was a little <laughs> too available. Like he hadn't figured out the algorithm of like. Like LeBron goes to summer league, he's always spotted sitting mm-hmm. courtside at a few games, whatever team he's on. And Donovan Mitchell's like, I want to do that too. And then he would go to every <laughs> single game, and you could tell that like he was new. And it was like, Donovan, you don't go to every game. Yes. You don't. You don't spend yes. eight hours yes. at the Thomas and Mac Arena. And he's like, and he's like I need more coverage. Yeah, and show me like, more. And and Chris, because all these guys come in and out, but you got to come in, get on camera, yes. get out, and go to the club. Exactly. That's how it's supposed to work. Yes. And Donovan was a little too much. Like, I'm gonna hang out until give give me all the camera time. It rubbed me the wrong way. Mm. Well, in this game, he... Not, not my franchise yeah. player. <laughs> no. I mean, this series is amazing because it's, you know, John Morant, to me, I mean, 73 points in his first two playoff games. That's second to George Mikan all time. So, first off, what? That's insane. And everyone on George, that list... First of all, what? George Mikan is... Had 75 points in his first two playoff games. Had the record? That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, shut First of a all... A lot of reverse layups? A lot of people, they want to say Magic and Bird, but we all know it was Mikan. You yeah. know what I mean? The NBA doesn't exist without George Mikan um but love Mikan uh love the Mikan drill for real because like it really is a great what, drill what who does anybody else have a drill named after him that's that ubiquitous I don't I don't think so I mean I'm, I'm sure other people there, there are other drills out there named after people I mean there but, are moves too like a step out move is like the CP you know that yeah like, but that's not that's not like Mikan drill you can go to anywhere in the world exactly like, tell the, the give, give me the Mikan drill and every kid that plays basketball I'll, I'll tell you it. this Luca Garza does yeah. the mic and drill. He does the mic and drill. That oh, dude boy, does it. That's loves a, the mic and drill. It kills it. Every we, day. We did a Hubie, we, we had a drill called the Hubie Brown at Ohio State, but I don't think that's like, like I didn't know what it was until I got to Ohio State. Yeah. Um, but Hubie Brown's the best clinician in the world. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're talking I'm about. I'm trying to think of what, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to research. I wasn't prepared for that. Anyway, go on. What were you saying? <laughs> well, I was saying that John Morant basically has shown to me that he's a future MVP in this series. And they're up 1-0. I know Donovan didn't play in game one, but the way that this guy doesn't have to pick up his dribble and yeah. can go everywhere yeah, that he wants to go. It's yeah. like Derrick Rose. It reminds me of Derrick Rose, but it's also more in control than Derrick was. Yeah. That makes sense. He has the same aggressive tendency of like, I'm going to dunk. I'm going downhill. You will not stop it. But he also has this like CP3, you know, whatever. Ver- like he has that poise of a point guard that you love. He's just so aware. And I'm so impressed because he's so young. And the fact that, He's in the same class as Zion. Like Zion, I know is supposed to be. We we all have to praise at the altar of Zion. I love Zion. He's great. But this kid, the number two pick, he fascinates me yeah. in, a, in a totally different way. And I know Luca's done similar things. I think Luca Luca was seventy points in his first two playoff games. So mm. not going to diminish him and say he's not in the same group. But John Moran has my full attention. And yeah. That, and that that says something because on the flip side, the Jazz are an amazing team. They've been great all year. They're the best team in basketball based on record. And Mike Conley is playing his, you know, he's playing the guy yeah. that took his spot. Yeah. And I don't necessarily like that back and forth because I love Mike and I, I'm pulling for Mike. Mike had 20 and 15. He's so, an all-star. I mean, he's an all-star. Yeah, and but, won an Oscar. But uh, Exactly. But on the flip side, <laughs> this kid has, he has something different. And shout out to Dylan Brooks. I thought he was just a college player. 
but he's doing it. He has confidence. I this Grizzlies team, I'm just I, I really like. Yeah, I, I think so. I think I think when they lose Game Five, I know. To lose I know. Series, I don't want to uh, pull against be, the Jazz. No, uh, but w- watching, I, I like the Grizzlies. I, I'm glad you shout out John Rick because he he is the first two games. He does get anywhere he wants on the floor. Uh, he doesn't pick up his dribble. Does not pick up. He, they try to get it. Dude, and, they try to get him not. They, they try to deny him like to bring the ball up because they're like we yeah. don't want him to get a dribble. <laughs> He he makes it look so easy that oh, he's so good. if you're if you're a hater if you have a, a a tinge of hater in you which I definitely do and I, I get mm-hmm. more hater in me the older I get yes. that's how it works I think that, so that, that's how age works <laughs> um, you you watch how good John Moran is and you appreciate it and you love it but then you're also like something must be done mm-hmm. we have to change the rules mm-hmm. we cannot allow this man you know what yeah I mean? yeah yeah like if 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 Mike Conley and Rudy get like Mike Mike isn't the defender he once was obviously but he's still. No, I mean, he's still, uh, Mike like, is a good defender. Def- he's a good defender. Yeah, exactly. Rudy Gobert is defensive player of the year. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell can guard when he wants to, obviously. Yeah. Um, he can flail, yeah. If this team can't, like if John Moran can literally do whatever he wants on a basketball court with these guys guarding him, we have to do something. We have to change the rules. We have, yeah. to, we have to, that's like, it gets to that point where I'm watching, I'm like, this is this isn't okay. Yeah, there has to be more defense. Yeah. We have to do something. Yeah. Like allow, allow them to just like grab jerseys now. You can just grab a handful of jerseys. I don't know, because... If not, John Morant, based on what he's done the first two games, you really do feel like he's gonna. There's gonna be a season like three years down the road where he averages like 40 points a game in the NBA. He's not, but that's how it feels. I when mean, I'm watching. He's the most fascinating player in the sense that this series, like if you came up to me today and you said who's gonna win the series, I would say the Grizzlies. You know that that's how mm-hmm. fascinating he is to me because I don't think that their confidence is is going to be hurt at all by this team. And in fact, if I was the Jazz, I would be terrified of going on the road to Memphis. Yeah, like, I, I do not want to play on the road because even at home, we had our crowd, we had everything going right, and they were terrified up seventeen. Like they were they were tight butthole up seventeen. Yeah. They were worried about the comeback the entire time. And at the end of the day, the Grizzlies left that game. Dylan Brooks knows he got a little hosed by the officials. It was home cooking. Shaq called yeah. it out. So. I, I think I think the thing on your side is that the Grizzlies fans are going to cheer for Mike. So if you're the Jazz, <laughs> that that might you have be. to just feed Mike that might because be. I, I think you just give Mike the ball and let him make all the plays because every time he does something, they're not going to they might cheer for him. Valanciunas has and that's to be, how you, has to be what he's been doing. He has to be great. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is is yeah. not it uh, right now for them, so he's not the answer. Grace th- now is not the answer. It's a John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Jonas Valanciunas type team, and. Uh, I'm enjoying the Grizzlies. Are you saying the Grizzlies have the best player in the series? Yes. Mm. Mm. Yes. Interesting. And I like Donovan Mitchell a lot as mm-hmm. a basketball player, but <laughs> I'm I'm telling you. And you know, I'm like a numer like I love numbers and I love what they represent, like 23 in basketball, 10 in soccer. But 12, like a Phil Ford number, you know, as the point guard, I have a very special place in my heart for the number 12. That's why Zion not wearing 12 in North Carolina still breaks my heart to this day. But Ja wearing 12. Because Phil Ford, tell people the story again. Phil Ford. Phil Ford was going. Unretired for Zion. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So he was going to let Zion wear number 12. Zion was very hype on it and was like, this is such an honor. Thank you, Phil Ford. I'm going to play at North Carolina. I want to sign a Jordan brand contract. We're all high-fiving. We're like, we got it. And then who knows what happened? Yeah, who knows? Mm-hmm. You should read the News and Observer. They're reporting <laughs> on it. Um, but and then number forty-five obviously is what Jordan wore when he came back the first time. So like Donovan wears that. So it's like you know I I I like that these guys in my mind are influenced by the okay. greatest. So I you know twelve versus forty-five. <laughs> and I'm this series I did not care about going into it because I thought that the Jazz would be able to handle it, but they can't handle the Heat. They can't handle the Heat right now. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's fun, man. 
I'm in the mind of, got me fired up. In the mind of Tate Frazier, the Knicks Grizzlies finals is going back to, to be, is going to be yeah. <laughs> First of all, the Knicks and the Grizzlies are going to play in the finals and secondly, it's a huge win for Jordan. Yeah, when it's it does w happen, for it's a W for Jordan. Yeah. I know my 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 real like Sixers are my team. That's who if if the Sixers win the championship, then I understand basketball again. If the yeah. Sixers don't win, then I have to figure out. I have to I have to reevaluate well, what's going on. If the the Nets win, it's obviously just kind of what we already know. It's just like just load up on talent. Yeah, you more talent. Yeah, you basketball. Top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Sixers win, as you said. The Sixers are the best team, I think, top to bottom in terms of actual basketball, bat, basketball championship you know, level players. How to construct the yes. team? Yes. How to run an offense? Yes. That Everything. kind of stuff. We yeah. have real plays. Yeah. And I say we now, the pejorative we, because I, I that's how hard I am on the Sixers. I'm like, yeah. I, I am I am fully locked in, but also not cursing them. So erase and all this. if the Lakers win, up. it'll confirm what we know, that the NBA is rigged. Yes, and, uh, 100%. <laughs> so, I, I think 100%. And you know what's crazy? When we did our first show, we're, we're sitting here and we're like, who's most panicked, Clippers, Lakers? And now I feel like the Lakers are going to win in five. I think the Lakers are going to win the top. <laughs> every, every time... <laughs> That, this, this is why the Lakers. This is why the Lakers are catnip, and every, we we just like people talk about them all the time. Because yeah. when the Lakers win a yes. playoff game, I say yes. this team is going to win the title. Exactly. When they lose a playoff game, I it's say over. it's over. It's this over. Is the end. We're yes. watching the end of the. They Empire. are the most We're black and white team yeah. of all time. You know what I mean? It is either Anthony Davis is unstoppable, best forward in the league, or he's trash. Get him out of face. Yeah. LeBron needs that, to go to the Warriors, and that is why they are the Duke of the NBA. Take because the exact same thing happens to Duke. They lose at home to like Miami in January. Uh, and you're yeah. like, this team is. Get Get them out of here. Get them out of here. Yeah. And then they beat like North Carolina by North 10. Carolina yeah, in like, Chapel Hill. And you're yeah. like, they're back. Duke, Duke, Duke basketball. <laughs> Anything oh, else? Man. Is that it? I think you that's got it. shout outs? Anything? I, yeah. I mean, I just wanted to shout out. I know this is like the, the news and the hubbub. I want to shout out Ben Affleck uh, because he right now, I mean, what a ridiculous, like he goes from Anna D. Armas, you know, which is, <laughs> I mean, good for him. Like that's five stars, like from the bench, you know, we're all, yeah, we're like, good job, Ben. And then, you know, you have A-Rod and J-Lo, this very, you know, outward, you know, public couple that everyone, yeah. you know, fawns over. And then they end things. And then he immediately is right there on the rebound. Swooping um, her up. I mean, it feels like 2001 again with these two. And not only that, the next level, I have to shout out Diddy because this is a very Red Sox, Yankees, A-Rod doesn't go to the Red Sox, goes to the Yankees. But in the end, Ben wins because he gets J-Lo. But then Diddy, avid Yankees fan, is now throwing his cat, cap into the ring. Mm -hmm. And he is saying, J-Lo, I want Jenny from the block. I want her back with we me. Need J -Lo. So we need a J-Lo. That is the war right now. Who wants J-Lo? Who will win yep. J-Lo? We need J we need to tip the edits for J Lo, I think. Yes. I mean, we, yes. we have all of our choices. Diddy, Ben Affleck. Someone uh, get a hold of Tipton. The yeah. Tipton guy. Get, I, get I don't know where she goes. <laughs> Mark Anthony. She goes back. She has an announcement. <laughs> a recruited J Lo, come on the show and make your recruited announcement. Honestly. Uh, who are you picking? I think she Which, should make a new Selena movie too while she's at it. You know what I mean? I know yeah. they made the new series, but people don't like it. But I'm like, let's just get J Lo but like let's fully Jiggly, isn't that the name of the movie they did? Yeah. Let's remake that. Jiggly too. Jiggly, I think is Jiggly. So like let's rate let's make that again. Uh all we need is reruns. Uh shout out to Ben Affleck though. One of the 
most ridiculous people that I've ever yeah. observed in real life. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for the rise of Ben Affleck because I get told I look like Ben Affleck. <laughs> the rise. The ri like the re-rise, I mean. The re-apex, if you will. <laughs> you know like the, uh, the Tropic Thunder when it's Scorcher and it's yeah. like, in a kid. Yeah, that is Ben Affleck. Well, I mean, yeah, like Ben Affleck, let's be honest, the last however many years. You, you, Scorcher six. It, like Ben Affleck, you, you, I'll say this, Tate. I get told I look like Ben Affleck all the time. Yes. Uh, th this has been a, something I've been plagued with <laughs> oh. for most of my life. Um, and for a while, it was good like i was like i don't hate that mm. like there are, are worse people to look like i've been told i look like less attractive people so you tell me i look like ben affleck i'll take it whatever mm. uh but then there's a run where people are like dude you look exactly like ben affleck and all i picture is the, the having the towel around him with the dragon tattoo on his back mm. and he's staring into the abyss and then fumbling dunkin donuts coffees yeah and like people tell me I look like that guy, and I'm like I don't want to look like that guy. So that's no, what I'm saying. The right, like you now be that Argo he's, Affleck. Yes. Yeah. I 2013 be Affleck. Goodwill Hunting Affleck. Like just. No, that's that's too far removed. I'll take. I'll ben, take. Ben will never get back there. I'll take any of them other than the yeah. fumbling Dunkin' Donuts tattooed towel around his waist. Yeah. And uh, what I'm saying is getting J Lo and being like this is a win for Ben Affleck, and by extension, by proxy, it is a win for me because. Mm -hmm. Ben Affleck, the good Ben Affleck means like people saying I look like him is a good. He thing already looks so, out. Yeah. He's got a green monster shirt on. Uh, he's like smoking a cigarette. He's staring out into the abyss, and all he hears is "Hello, darkness, my old friend." So I think he's already made a grave mistake. As we all know, ben, you never go back. Out. You know how many? You never go back. Ben, you know how many never white guys back. look like you? Figure this out, dude. Like get get your life together because all of us that kind of look like you are depending on it. We we need we need this as a as I, a group of guys that look like you. Please, we're also hearing God. that Matt Damon is doing a new movie just to make sure that people remember that he is also he's like I am acting and I'm an artist. Ben, do something. Matt Damon is making another movie. Uh, I want to. I had one shout out. I had a, I had a couple actually, but uh, one of them is Dickie V. Uh, was oh yes, flying first class on United today and. Uh, was disgusted by the uh, meal options. United and, never fly it. And he 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 took to Twitter and and had a series of tweets about how bad the meal options were in first class on United, and it's 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 ridiculous. But the reason I want to bring it up because it was like that that's funny in and of itself. But uh, he he tweets when he lands. <laughs> that he can't wait to get to a concession stand in the airport. He uses the phrase concession stand because the the, the choices were so bad on United. He can't wait to get to the concession stand. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I just found that funny and, and very old timey that he thinks that like concession stands exist in the yes. airport, that there's yes. a guy that's like, popcorn here. Give me some Cracker Jacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many you want? Yeah, yeah, literally. And then Dickie V like hands yeah. the money starts, down the line. And then he puts and his and shoes, yeah. like shine my shoes. <laughs> So, uh, oh, Dickie V. I hope Dickie V made his way to a concession stand and, and got his meal because first class wasn't uh, quite first I mean, class. he flew United five hours. Yeah. That's too, I mean, United flights for me, it's like never never over two and a half What airline hours. do you believe in? I believe in Delta. Okay. Uh, but I'm also from North Carolina, close to Atlanta. All I believe right. in JetBlue. I used I, to I believe in Alaskan. Uh, until they got bought, I used to believe in Virgin. The mo Virgin was always the nicest, right? The, there's somebody listening that's like, I've flown Delta a hundred times, and ninety nine times they've ruined my life. Like, American has ruined Delta? my life. I, I, times. I fly like almost exclusively American. That's yeah. funny. So <laughs> I've never had a problem. So. Yeah, I literally the <laughs> that's flight. The joy of airlines. I didn't even like, tell you this. <laughs> when I got on my flight to Dallas last weekend, uh, I'm in the exit row, and guy sits down in the exit row, and he's you know he's a little bit finicky. He's like kind of like looks nervous, and I'm like, man, this this guy's tripping me out because I. I don't like flying. I watch air disasters. I know anything can happen. And uh, he's right next to me. And he, you know, they ask you, like, are you okay to help and assist? I'm like, yeah. yeah. And they ask him and he goes, I volunteer to move seats 
And, uh, you know, and I like listen to music. So I'm like, all right, let me hear what he's saying here. And uh, the lady's like, oh, what, you know, what's wrong? You're not feeling well, whatever. He's like, no, I had a dream uh, last night that the plane crashed that I was on and I haven't flown in 10 years. And what? so, uh, and the last time I flew, we had a lot of like, he had a, been, the plane had to like land emergency land. So he's, he like tells his whole story. I'm on the X row. There's, <laughs> there's one other lady over here who doesn't look like she's going to be able to help if the plane goes down. So it's basically all me. So the whole flight I'm reading my book and I'm every turbulence I'm hitting. I'm like, all right, go time tape. Lock in. Go Let's time do this. <laughs> We finally land. We finally land in Dallas. Like I'm clapping because I'm like we survived. And he's walking up to get out the plane. The flight attendant lady, you know, she's just as you know, verklept as I am. She's like looks at him and she's like, "Congratulations, you made it." He goes, "Now that now I got to go get on my connecting flight because he's flying." And I was like, "Good luck oh to that plane." Oh my god! <laughs> so. In general, uh, you know, I don't even know how that story came up, but that is, there, uh, you know, be safe out there uh, on all your flights. And also, if you have someone say that, you know, I, I was this close to just getting off the plane, you know, <laughs> I was literally like about to volunteer to also leave. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. There really flight. are like two groups of people that fly where uh, they're the people that clap when it lands. And then there are those of us that don't and look at you like, why would you? Like you're like, a maniac like, to be Why worried. are you a maniac? Yeah. And uh, now that that makes more sense that, that there are people because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm like, if it goes down, it goes down. Like, I, it's, I, it, honestly, it would save me a lot of, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> yeah. like a lot of strife. I'm sure I'm yeah. going to have a lot of stuff going on in my yeah. life. The See, for me, I'm thinking years. about all just, the things I'd you know, have to do, like that I would be left behind to be done if I yeah. if it went down. So I'm just stressed about the fear that. of going down on a plane to me is like I, I, uh, I, I just want to make the the blurb. You know mm. what I mean? Like when they're like, and on the plane was yeah, yeah, dot, yeah. dot, dot, and then, and others. I don't want to be one of the others. Yeah. I want them to mention like a guy who, who had uh, this podcast. <laughs> I don't think that's good enough. Yeah. I, that's why I'm worried. Like I'm, I'm worried. I'll tell you it's not. I know. It's I'm not. worried I'm going to be on a plane. The worst, like, the worst part is the guy who had a podcast didn't get the door open in time. <laughs> That's all I was thinking. I'm like reading the instructions on the door. I'm like, so I got to lift up and then I got to pull out and then I got to push out. Yeah. All right, cool. I got it. That is funny, dude. Because every yeah. time you sit in the, uh, every time row, you sit in the exit you're, row, you're expected to They know. come by and they're like, are you good with the exit row? And, you're, and I always look at it. I'm like, lady, listen, I've flown 17,000 times in my mm -hmm. life. You are annoying the shit out of me asking me if I know the safety, pro blah, blah, blah. The seats under the, the, the life preservers mm -hmm. under the seat. I get it. I get know. it. Get out of my face. You Let me go know. sleep. But now that I think about it, I wouldn't know how to open the door. Dude, it's, very, it, it's three steps. It's three panic. steps. Because that's what I was saying. I was like, I'd be on step two and then people are yelling at me. Imagine that. Imagine the pressure. Imagine yeah. that. That's a that's a game show that's like no one uh, would actually watch, but it's like, yes. just just get people off the street and be like, okay, now open this extra I also seat. They're think, like, oh, da, da, da. I think there should be a flight officer that's on planes that's for the people. Like in, in talking about Dickie V, like yeah. he should be on the flight and we complain to him and then he and then he deals with like United It's like an air marshal, but it's yeah. for the Instead but of trying to arrest people. people, it's yeah. trying to arrest the corporations. Yeah. 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 And then if we do go down, like the air officer is like, I'll open this door. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he handles safety protocols. Dude, how tight would be in an air marshal be? Maybe it wouldn't be, but that seems like, like a fun... <laughs> <laughs> Every time they show up in like movies and TV shows, it does seem like they have like, like they're cool dudes. It seems like a cool job, <laughs> yeah. dude. You just like fly yeah. around. The description and you for the air marshal is always good. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you get asked to be the air marshal, you're like feeling good as an actor. You're like, oh, I feel like yeah. we've talked about this on a podcast before, like a couple of years ago. Because I, I, I vaguely <laughs> remember a guy writing in and telling me that like he he was an air marshal, or but yeah, I don't know. I wonder. I wanted to re up that discussion. Yeah. If you're an well, air marshal, email us again. Dicky V, um, fly safely.
That's it. I, I had other stuff. Go go watch the Indy 500. That's that was my other thing. I oh, want yeah. everyone to watch the Indy 500. Uh, it's this Sunday. Um, it's not on Fox, but that's okay. Uh, we we mm. we we make exceptions of telling you to watch things that aren't on Fox when they because uh, that makes you know we tell you to watch things on Fox. Exactly. It's genuine. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, watch the Indy 500. It is my favorite sporting event in the world, mm-hmm. and uh, I just want more people to be aware of it and to love it like I do. And I know that's not going to happen, but I'm going to try anyway. I'm going to go down. Yeah. With the ship yeah. or the plane, and the, for keeping that metaphor, <laughs> <laughs> and trying to get Oof. people to uh, to watch the new five hundred. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on a flight, we're sorry. Yeah, we're so sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. Uh, anything else? Is that uh, it? Happy Memorial Day. Happy everybody. Memorial Day. Yeah. Enjoy. You got any plans? Uh, not right now. I don't need. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, gonna I'm fly. fly <laughs> I was gonna sure. fly home, but not anymore. Yeah, me neither. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna go do my Ben Affleck <laughs> and just go to the ocean and stare into the water yeah. with yeah. the towel around yeah. my wrist. Yeah, I think I'll cigarette out of your mouth and drink a Dunkin' Donuts. The Affleck life. <laughs> enjoy the enjoy the holiday. We are uh, we're going to be back. We're we're, we're taking Monday off. We usually record yes. on Monday. We're going to take Memorial Day off. We'll record Tuesday morning, so the show Tuesday will be out a little it's later. One day usual, behind, but, uh, but so will you. You'll yeah, be one day be behind. One day behind. We're all one yeah. day behind. Everybody, go have fun. See you guys. Enjoy it. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen.